This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care no yeah. Heading my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare To the hook, to the hook Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Low budget Live, not so live from the low budget live bar and bunker, soon to be the low budget live bar and grill again because the state of Tennessee is fixing to open back up in phases, and we're going to be open for business, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be crazy, it's going to be insanity. I, I I have a feeling, but we're going to open back up in phases. The governor, the governor, has has spoken. And I think it's this, let's see, what's today? April 27th, Monday. Recording this on Monday, early in the morning, because we didn't get one done yesterday. But um, going to be crazy. Going to be crazy. I think it's April 30th, maybe, we start opening back up. They're going to have restaurants at 50% uh, capacity. And I don't even know. I mean, you can see I haven't shaved, I haven't had a haircut, look like a Sasquatch a little bit, except I'm a lot shorter than a Sasquatch. But uh, going to be some wild times coming up, I think, you know. They did a j- damn drive through. <laughs> I'm sorry, that makes me laugh. A drive through COVID-19 testing in my hometown yesterday. Drive through. And I didn't go by there because I figured it looked like when the fair comes to town cuz people were like, "I'm going to go see if I got it." And uh yeah, they did one yesterday for like 3 hours. So I'm sure our numbers will grow dramatically. I've been, um, I'm all over the place with this deal. I I know y'all know that from week to week to week, and you can see my insanity slowly creeping in, but, you know, I'm all over the place with it. Um, I think it's very serious, and at the same time, I'm just like, you know, seeing what it's doing to the economy, and I, I see what, you know, that it's become very political, it seems, at times, and... I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm, I'm on the fence. I, kn- I know people that have been affected by it personally, and it's super scary. 
obviously lost some heroes, musical heroes during this thing. I just don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. And obviously, y'all didn't tune in to a fishing podcast thinking that I would have the answer. But I, I think that, uh, you know, I've been really proud of the way people have responded, though, for the most part, especially on social media and, and trying these live things and trying to throw things out there to keep people entertained, keep themselves entertained. And, um, but man, I'm just kind of ready to get back on the road. I'm ready to film a boats and pros. This is all selfish stuff, but we can be selfish. Uh, been getting to fish with my boys a ton. That's been fun, but I miss baseball. I miss my kids playing baseball. I miss, uh, it's a lot of things. Miss my friends, you know. So this is uh, this is this is crazy. So we'll see. Tennessee's going to open up uh, by phases, and I think they're going to you know throw it out there a little bit, and then they're going to do some testing, and we'll throw it out there and do some testing. Nobody wants to be first. I think that's the problem, and that's the the politics of it, and the you know the media part of it is nobody wants to say, all right, you guys try going back to normal lives. And I understand until there's a vaccine and until. There's some answers to this that that's how it'll that's how it will be. But uh, we've had 160 deaths, I think, in the state of Tennessee that have been, uh, you know, have been associated with this. You know, basically, I'm just trying not to read anything at this point because if you read one article, you're like, this is crazy, this is all fake. Read another article, you're like, the world's coming to an end. So I don't know. I'm trying not to. Uh, to look at the news too much. I actually, Joe Rogan posted that this week. You know, Trump made his comments about bleach or whatever. I didn't actually even see the thing, but people are now drinking bleach. <laughs> and Joe Rogan said, I've just got to turn the news off. This is insanity. That it has to be said, hey, maybe you shouldn't take Lysol into your body. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen the speech where Trump said that, and I'm sure it's a misquote and, and uh, blown out of proportion by the media. I have no doubt. Uh, but he, he apparently said something along those lines, and people did it. I think <laughs> it's like it's like when I heard people were eating Tide Pods. You know, it's like Darian sticking a hook in his arm on YouTube. You know, you just don't. There's just some things you don't do. Stupid Darian. Stupid Darian. Speaking of stupid Darian, he's been doing these Saturday Night Lives, and and. He's doing these unboxings now, and I challenge all of you to go find his P.O. box number and send him a lot of stuff with LBL on it or for Low Budget Live or Darian, You Suck or whatever. And it's I didn't get to watch this past Saturday night. I watched last week and got on there and commented. But this Saturday night, this past Saturday night, he's doing one. He had a pretty good crowd, he said. And somebody, one of you lowlifers out there, sent him a bottle of Startron, and that was so funny to me. And I woke up yesterday morning to, I'd been tagged in, in a couple things on uh, Instagram about it, and his smart aleck self took it and shook the star. He shook that Startron. Well, you know what? That's my deal, and you steal everything. You're an idiot. At Darian is fishing. If y'all aren't following him, I know you probably are if you're here, but uh, make sure you are. But yeah, that really, I woke up yesterday morning. And that made me laugh really hard that he was like, shaking Star Trump being a smart aleck towards me, like always. But it was, uh, it's all, it's all fun. I love that uh, somebody sent him some Star Trump. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Low Budget Live brought to you by Star Trump. As always, the fine folks at Star Trump and Star Bright Solutions down there in Florida. Good, good people. And uh, if your vehicles are sitting around a lot right now and you're not driving them, you need to put some Star Trump in your tank. Put it in your tank. It kicks ethanol right in the teeth. If you're if you're not getting to fish, if you're in one of these states where they're insane and they're not letting you fish, you're going to want to pour a little of that in there. You don't want that gas sitting in there with that ethanol in it if you put gas with ethanol in your boat. I, I still, even if you're running that high octane, son, you better drop you some Star Trine in the tank. I don't care if your vehicle says it fights it. Drop it in there. Put it in your weed eater. Put it in your chainsaw. Starbright Cleaning Solutions. Cleaning up the boats mine doesn't look like i've used star bright in a while because me and the boys fished like three days in a row this weekend and it's trashed right now fished in the rain saturday in a freaking monsoon so uh i'm gonna have to break the star bright out but thanks to those folks for always supporting low budget live make sure if you enjoy this at all that you're supporting those people and even if you don't enjoy it support the people that support freedom of speech first of all which is a key to this podcast and uh you know support the industry they support many pros they support 
uh, bass fishing, saltwater fishing, and, and a lot of TV shows and things. So hats off to those folks, and they are throttling down big time. Not back, down, putting the hammer down right now during all this craziness when a lot of companies are like, hey, we're just going to ease back a little bit. No, they're, they're, they're being aggressive, and they're um, supporting the folks um, that they sponsor, and that's awesome. Love those guys. And I'm going to try to get a couple of those guys on here in the next couple of weeks, I think, for Startron, because I think that'll be fun. Mr. Gregor Dornow, the uh, the man at Startron, is is one of my favorite folks in the world, and uh, I want to try to have him on here. Um, speaking of guests, so last week, you guys, mixed reviews. Mixed reviews on the Lunkers TV, having having Mr. Rob on, and I appreciate Rob coming on. Uh I caught some flack for having him on by from certain people, and then I I, I uh, saw a lot of positive comments. A lot of people that said they weren't fans of his or didn't know anything about the Guggen Squad that listened to it and and you know formed an opinion based off the podcast. And that's what I'm trying to do here. Okay, um, for those of you that are new to the podcast, or for those of you that uh, have followed for a long time and wonder, oh man, why is he not always? Talking about MLF, well, because, I mean, if that brought you here, me, you know, a controversial podcast, that's just not me all the time. And I have said I will cover what's going on and try to talk about it. Um, and right now, everything, and I did talk about what's kind of going on in bass fishing last week, but uh, I wanted to have Rob on. Like I said, he and I talked about it and, and had him on, and and uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that interview. I'm glad uh, – a lot of you did too, and and if you didn't, you know, I challenge you to this. I like listening to opposing views. I like listening to people I don't know that much about. So that's why I'm going to have somebody on. You know, I think the overwhelming thing that I've seen in the comments from a few people is, you know, obviously I'm I'm a part of the Six Sense Fishing family. Love their stuff. If you watch any of my videos, you see them, I put, you know that. Have been for going on four years now. And uh, lo- love that company. There was some beef between the Guggen squad on some uh, crankbait designs, and uh, Ben Milliken made a video describing that to a T. And a lot of people were like, why didn't you ask him about that? Because that wasn't the interview I was going to do. That wasn't the interview I wanted to do. Um, and that's... That I wanted to get to know more about their the Guggen Squad history um, because it's they're doing things that people have not done before. So for anybody that's commenting, you know that I didn't go after that. I didn't. I didn't bring Rob on for it to be a firefight. I had any of you that have followed this podcast for very long know that I had, um, you know, I had Tim Horton on and Gerald Spoyer from MLF at a time when. You know, the the water was boiling, so to speak, and all that was going on. And hell, I let those guys, and they had they had said things about me, and I had said things about them, and and I had those guys on and let them speak. This that's what this platform is for for me. So if you don't like a guest I have on, you don't have to watch that week. You can come back the next week, and uh, and hopefully it'll be more suiting. And and uh, you know. That's my thing, but but I, I wasn't dodging anything by not asking Rob about the six cents. Six cents has never came out of his mouth to me um, at all, not one time in any conversation. Granted, we haven't had a lot of conversations, but it hasn't, and uh, it wasn't about that for me. And this podcast is about, um, you know, and will always be for me, it's a platform for me to kind of get things off my chest, to talk to you guys, to connect with you guys through the comments, and and uh, and I appreciate each and every one, even the mom's basement comments, but just because they make me laugh. But you know, just because you don't agree with something doesn't mean you have to just like blow it up or or uh, or whatever. So just wanted to address that. Real quick, thank you to everybody um, for watching every week. Thank you for listening every week. Like I said, I have favorite podcasts of mine. They don't always have people on that uh, that I like. You know, it's just kind of how that goes. So 
deal with it. And I'm just kidding. Don't deal with it. I'm not saying that. But drop some comments below, some guests that you'd like for me to reach out to. I am, uh, that's what I'm trying to do, set up the next few weeks. That was, that was, that was just allergies, guys. That was not Corona. Chill out. Maybe I should have gone to the drive-thru test and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to curse myself here. Text my guest. But uh, drop, me, uh, drop me some comments on some guests that you would like to see. And I, I'll do my best to get them on or repeat guests, guests that we've had, you know. Um, really, uh, really trying to structure out the next few weeks. And uh, while things are just, you know, there's not current news going on in the fishing world uh, other than John Cox rehabilitating a 10-pound bass in his bathtub right now. I forgot. I was going to open the show with that. I actually wrote that in my notes. Go look at John Cox's Instagram. Stop right now. Hit pause on this. Go look. If you're driving down the road, listen to this. Hit pause. If you're listening to this on Monday, because it's on his Instagram story, but he has a 10-pounder in the bathtub, <laughs> and, it, and it's got a huge gash on its side, and it looks like he thinks it might have been attacked by an alligator. It got attacked by something. But <laughs> it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He has a 10-pounder in a bathtub, and it made it through the night, and I've been keeping up with it. Like, and I don't know what John and I were talking about it this morning, texting back and forth. But please, <laughs> that's, that's the most current bass fishing news I got. And if you're not following John Cox on Instagram, you're missing it because he fed a bass a dead bird, uh, a peep at Easter. Like, this, this, I love John Cox. He's one of my favorite human beings of all time, and, and, uh, he is rehabilitating a 10-pounder. My guest today is another one of my favorite uh, favorite humans in fishing, for sure. Uh, we tried to do this. Oh, this was going to be the first podcast of the year, as a matter of fact, or the last podcast of the year, December 30th. And uh, I got some notes right here from it. And the audio screwed up. And I am fingers crossed praying that it doesn't happen again today. But my guest has uh, won a little over a half million dollars. With the Bass Masters He has 13 top 10s He has 3 wins He has been to uh, 2 classics And 3 now With this one in the books And he is one of the most Real dudes You can imagine in fishing And let's get him on the phone Right now See what happens right here What's up, Seth Fighter? I just gave you a really good intro. I tell everybody that, though. I did. But I, I, I think bass fishing needs Seth Fighter now more than ever. Do they? Yeah, you're the hero we all need, man. I, I just keep up with your Instagram. You and John Cox on social media just keep me going because you're out shooting stuff. You're out catching stuff. You're just, you're just real. And that's what, that's what we need right now, I think. Did you see him feed that bird to his pet bass? I did, but but what I was talking about, <laughs> you, you listen. I think there'll be a state record in about a year. And see, everybody's like, oh, John's so funny. Look, he's feeding that thing a Snickers. Oh, he's feeding it a protein bar. Oh, he's doing this. No, he's trying to catch the world record in his damn backyard. That's what he's yeah. trying to do off the bed, and he will. He will. So what I was going to be thirty pounds pretty soon. <laughs> no doubt, dude. Be a whole ham. Yeah. So uh, right before I, I called, I was talking about on his Instagram right now. He has a ten pounder in his bathtub. I don't know. If he, he's re, <laughs> he's rehabilitating a ten pounder that he said last night got attacked by an alligator. And the first thing I did when I woke up this morning was check his Instagram because. I think he's calling it Walter, but it made it through the night. <laughs> you need to go look. I mean, you just can't make this crap up, dude. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's on his story right now. I was texting with him. I'm like, just when I thought you were my favorite person ever, then you have a bass in your bath. <laughs> That's bigger than most people will ever catch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, he just he lives a wild man life down there. But. Uh, so, how are things in the quarantine going for you, buddy, and the fam? Oh, just on lockdown, trying to not die from the Wuhan flu. <laughs> what? So, what? What? Did, what's Minnesota like right now? Are they? Uh, that's that's always when I when I talk to folks right now. That's what I want to know more than anything is uh, what's your state? What have they done about it? What have y'all been having to do? Um, they just closed a bunch of stores. Um. 
It, it's basically like Fourth of July weekend every day, <laughs> dude. Same here. Yeah, <laughs> my my buddy went to Lake Minnetonka <laughs> yesterday, and and Lake Minnetonka has like ten big boat ramps on it. And he he went in the afternoon. He could not get a spot. Um, that's how the Tennessee River is right now. I mean, I know you yeah. you realize that it goes without saying, but dude, it's always like that this time of year, anyways. But then with this going on. It looks like, fourth, like you said, 4th of July. I told my wife that this weekend. 4th of July, that's what it looks like every yeah. day. Every day. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Same. I took my boys uh, last Tuesday afternoon down to Pickwick, and, dude, we parked in the grass there in Florence at the main boat ramp, you know, and uh, had to park out in the grass. I'm going, I guess everybody got laid off or has corona yeah. and just decided to go fishing. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's insane. And y'all's bass season hasn't officially opened up there yet, right? No, it hasn't. So we got we got the Mississippi River, which is border water, so they let you fish there all year. That's where I've been fishing last week. And then um, the only thing open on our lakes is panfish. So a lot of guys, the crappies are just getting destroyed right now. Oh, yeah. This has been uh, – my dad and I were talking about this. This has been hail on the bass in Tennessee, it's been hell on the crappie population. It's been hell on the turkey population in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Our yeah. numbers will go down significantly. I saw you. Uh, I saw you been turkey hunting some up there. Yeah, that kind of worked out this year. This year, Minnesota was always a draw state for a turkey tag, and this year they made it over the counter. So, oh, really? The same, the same thing's going to happen. It, I mean, it kind of worked out. I got to get a tag because I, I didn't apply or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, the, the turkey population is going to take a hit. That's for sure. Is do you ha- guys have a draw because of the population? I mean, are the numbers just low no, in Minnesota? I, I don't know. It's just kind of always been that way, and I think they finally got to the point where it's like, okay, we have more than enough turkeys. Let's just do it over the counter. Huh. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I, is it has it been nice being home though a little bit? I know we're all missing normalcy. And yeah, tournaments and traveling, yeah. but we're never home this time of year. And this is a special yeah. time of year for a lot of different reasons. Oh, yeah. No, I've spent more time with my wife and kids the last, uh, you know, last couple months than I for sure normally would this time of year. Oh, yeah, man. That, that, that's been nice. And my boys yeah. are so fired up about fishing right now because normally they're playing baseball. You know, just yeah. le- league ball, and so it's like every night we're at the ballpark. If I'm, you know, if I'm in town, and and uh, it's been nice being home, eating dinner with them every night, home cooked yeah. meals, and then uh, my, my actually this morning, uh, as soon as my my twelve year old got up, he's like, "Hey, Dad, uh, when are we going to go back to Wheeler?" You know, he's like, "Cause we we went down there this weekend and caught some," and he's like, we, yeah. "When are we going back?" I'm like, "That's you know, that makes me proud. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right." You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I dang sure haven't killed any turkeys. I will say that I, I see all these guys posting them, and I'm I'm super jealous. I don't have uh, every property that I've got to hunt in Tennessee. Man, we took a hit a few years ago, um, and oddly enough, they think it's some kind of weird flu. Uh, really? Yeah, and and dude, we lost a lot of birds, and uh, these two farms that I've hunted, I deer hunt on, and, and we had a few birds during the fall, and they're just gone right now, and yeah. uh, I haven't been able to do anything much with them. I've public land hunted some, and and uh, and it's the same in a lot of our public land around here, just in my area in Tennessee. If you drive thirty minutes north, like you run over them with your damn truck on the interstate, like they're just everywhere. Really? Oh yeah, but like here in my county, the southern part of Tennessee, there's like three counties around me that are just devastated. The population really? is yeah, it's crazy, man. And but they haven't backed off on any regulations or anything like that. You can still kill as many. As uh, as you always have, but there's just not there's pockets of them, you know. But it's it's crazy. So it's really uh, it's really it's a lot more difficult than it was. Like when I was a kid, it was not hard to go, you know, find a property that had them and and uh, and hunt yeah. them. So it's been frustrating because I've been home, I haven't been you know having to do a lot. So I could turkey hunt it every day, but I haven't uh, you know I haven't got a lot of birds. So. Um, I got you. Yeah, dude. So I've been I've been jealous, like, peeping all the uh, the pics on Instagram. All my buddies smashed them all over the country. Uh, so, dude, are you guys right now? I know I know y'all are going through a time, man, as pro anglers, and I, I've talked about this a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Have you seen any any hits from sponsors, so to speak? Not to get too personal, but are you talking with your sponsors? Are they are any of them putting any plans to cut things back with all this going on? Are they sticking by your side? What's 
what's going on? Like I saw you take over, I, I guess it was a Rapple Instagram or something the yeah. other day. And so obviously, I mean, I know they got your back. I, a lot of mine are, are all, all in right now and trying to come up with ways to create content, different things. But to, what are you seeing right now in the sponsor yeah, world? Uh, personally, I haven't um, had any issues, but I know there is some guys that are getting cut back and, you know, they're missing quarterly payments and whatnot. I personally haven't had an issue yet, but uh, I, I know a lot of those companies are hurting. So um, that money dries up. It's it's going to trickle down to us, too. I know that's coming, but uh, at, at the moment, I haven't had an issue yet. Well, that's good, man. I know. I, I think that we'll definitely see some of that. And that's kind of what I've talked about on the show is, you know, unfortunately marketing budgets are the first thing any of these companies if they see oh, yeah. a profit hit they're like oh marketing that's that's always yep. and that's what i've always said too it's so hard about being a pro fisherman or an influencer or youtuber or whatever if you make your living off of people's marketing budgets man it can be really stressful um yeah. and so i i know that uh that y'all go through that for sure and, and i i went through it too when i fished and yeah and then you rely on on tournament earnings a lot and so I know right now it's got to be a difficult time. Are you guys talking with Bass? I know that y'all are a really tight-knit group after everything that happened last year. You seem like a real tight-knit group, especially with the organization. Yeah. Are you guys talking to Bass weekly or monthly? Or what? what's going on with that as far as a, a plan? How are they relaying that to you guys right now? I'd say weekly. Um, you know, uh, they keep us in the loop. But at the, at the same time, you know, nobody really knows what's – Nobody's gotten answered when all this is going to start. So they turned some proposed schedules at us, which look horrible for duck hunting. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, the the last schedule they threw at us, it, it, it had us fishing into December. Wow. Wow. And that was with us going to the Sabine first week of June, and they just canceled that few days ago so so that one is off the books now january i don't know well i mean other than missing duck season do you do you have a problem getting it in then though i mean if we can if you can fish the rest of the schedule uh and what what's the feeling of all the guys right now are you that that you're talking to i mean do y'all want to fish in the fall i mean obviously in a perfect world you want to fish when it was scheduled but yeah i mean i i want to get the season done no matter what we got to do i mean if it even if it pushes back next year's schedule we end up fishing you know a year straight I, um that doesn't bother me i, I want to fish the tournaments for sure do the you, sooner they start the better but you know do you like fishing in the fall is that i mean i know you're a big duck hunter um, but is that something you get to do a lot yeah i mean historically i do really well in the fall but you know it's it's not the same, you know, you go to some of them play like take that you fall a tournament, for example, <laughs> you go there in March, everybody <laughs> had 20 some pounds. Now we're going to probably end up there in September, October, and you're going to be throwing a shaky head praying for five keepers. You it's know? a different ball. Everything yeah. changes after I, about I August. Yeah. I, for me as a, from a fan standpoint, man, I, and I've talked about this a bunch, but I loved the Bassmasters I grew up with, and that was those old top 100s. And I know you you watched a ton of that too, and grew up with that. But yeah. that they started in the fall, man. They would start at the Potomac River in August. That would be their yeah. first tournament, you know. And then they would go through hell December, and then and then pick back up. And you had truly the guy that won Angler of the Year in those years. He called them through almost every stage. I mean, you think about like the Mark yeah. Davis in '95. Those guys, I mean, dude, they caught them through every single stage a bass goes through. And yeah. I thought those were the coolest years. And I understand for scheduling reasons and for different things, TV, a lot, and a lot of things changed, you know, um, with that. But I don't know. I think this is, you know, you make, uh, you make what you can out of it. And I think that if you guys fish in the fall for fans and from like learning new techniques, I think it could be really cool. I'm excited to yeah. see it play out. And, and I hope and pray that we get to fish this fall. Cause like you said before, really there's no telling what's going to happen yeah. right now. We don't know. Especially uh, with all the states we go to and yes, we got, we got three guys in Canada. Like who knows when they open that border? Abs absolutely. Cause it's, it's all shut down right now. Yeah. I'm going to try to yeah. have, uh, have those guys on here in the next couple of weeks too. Hopefully, because I'll, I'll talk to them about that because 
it's shut down now and that's going to be an interesting thing so but right now so sabine's off and then when would you think would you think that they're trying to shoot for like july i mean they're as soon as we can go i guess but we got a that june tournament we're supposed to be back to back the next week on lake fork that's right i don't i don't see that happening either i mean and then after that we're supposed to go to new york i believe which you know as far as the states go that's the one that got hit the worst so no doubt yeah i don't don't know and then we might be going to some different venues too you know if we're supposed to have two in new york if they say you guys can't come we might we might end up somewhere we weren't planning on going yeah that one that state because i know flw scheduled to go up there for a couple things too and i i think that that state I don't know, man. I just don't see them wanting, you know, a hundred guys from all over the country coming in and yeah, and letting that go down. I mean, who who knows? Because they are, you know, they are the hardest hit and and, and are going through it up there. Um, Tennessee right now, they're opening back April thirtieth. They're going to start. They're trying it in phases, and and nobody wants to be the first one to do that, right? Because then if you yeah. have this crazy outbreak, but they're going to try it. The governor stepped out there. And they have a plan, and and they released it, and it's, you know, sporting events and things are like in phase four of it, and and that's okay. by like the first week of June. But okay. I mean, they're fixing to let restaurants go back to like fifty percent capacity, and yeah. takeout, and they're they're fixing to try this. So hopefully, you know, you hope that no, it that it goes well and it's good. Yeah, get the economy back yeah. going and get people to not be terrified. What's that? I think it's time to pull the bandaid off. I, I, I'm I'm with that. I'm I'm kind of uh, you know two months in hiding here, man. I'm I'm going, yeah. I'm going crazy. Yeah. I mean, what are we gonna do? Sit in our house for the rest of our life because there's a flu running around. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's it's definitely it's definitely serious, but at the same time, I'm uh, I'm I'm needing to uh, to get some normalcy back in my life, and that's that people can call that selfish or whatever. I, I don't care, but it's. Uh, yeah. It's it's nuts, man. I miss watching my kids play ball, and I miss uh, watching watching you guys smash some fish. But uh, what, talking about that overall feel of the elites, I talked about how you guys were were a tight knit group. Is that I know we've only had a couple events, but the classic really felt like that to me this year. I thought it was a great classic, um, and I know I know that you were expecting to uh, to catch them a little bit, and your your water got muddy. Um, on you and then it cleared up that last day and you and you smashed them up uh but is that is that still that way in 2020 i know 19 was super tight knit yeah and but is that still the overall feel right now yeah yeah it's still rocking man it's uh it's pretty amazing it's not like any other year i ever fished the elites so and you really it's a lot more fun and it really seems like to me that the the brass there they they're really taking into account everything with you guys and and with the shakeup i think that was very smart you know they had to listen to the anglers more and they've done that and so it's still that way even in planning this this craziness they're really leaning on y'all is there a certain group of guys or is it like uh are there 10 of y'all that they lean on or is it hey this is everybody man it doesn't matter if you're a rookie or rick Klein. they're they're talking to you and taking your input that's awesome that's awesome um, speaking of Rick Clun, he has a YouTube channel now. I don't know if you know that. So it's YouTube, awesome. so oh, it yeah. is so no, freaking awesome. great. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. y'all aren't, I can listen to that dude talk uh, about old baits forever, dude. I, and I probably have told this story on here, but when I was like 19, I was going to fish the opens. There were no college tournaments or anything, and and uh, I decided they were coming to Pickwick, Lake Martin, and then Lake Murray, which I'd never been to. But the other two, I fished a bunch, and I live right yeah. at Pickwick, and. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll try it. So got my dad's boat, old Triton. I'm like, I'll I'll fish them. So um, the classic, though, leading up to that, that summer was in Birmingham, and I was in the Nitro Boats booth, and Rick Clum was there, and I walked up to him, and I'm I was I, I was never a cocky kid at all, but kind of confident. But I like to just walk up and you know meet meet my heroes. How, that's how I yeah. made friends with so many people. Like, hey, I'm Luke. And this is what I do, and then I let them decide whether they like me or not. I guess, but uh, but Rick, I walked up to him. It was him and his wife, Mister Clunt, and I'd met him like a couple times as a kid, running around with a hat, getting autographs at Pickwick at Top One Hundreds and stuff, you know. But I was like, 
Mr. Klein, I'm Luke Duncan, and I was trying to get everything in. Like when you meet a famous person, I feel like a lot of people, they try to get everything in about their life in about a minute (laughs) (laughs) to to make them think, you know, to make them remember the moment, I guess. But I'm like, Mr. Klein, I'm Luke Duncan. I'm fishing the Bassmaster Opens, and I'm doing this. And he he put his arm around me. I'll never forget this. And he says, Luke, you've got a lot of nervous energy. If you can learn to harness that, you'll do well. <laughs> and I was like, what? What yeah. just happened? But that was my first experience with Rick Klun being like, I'm going to fish against you. And then he uh, he did. He fished the Opens that I fished that year. And I'll never forget the first morning of practice at, at uh, Lake Murray in South Carolina, backing the boat down. And he was backing at the same time. And I was like, oh, boy. What have yeah. I got myself into here? And, yeah. and, uh, and Brower fished them. Uh, Denny fished those, caught the heck out of them, of course, yeah. in those. Um, man, th- those were those were the freaking days, dude. But uh, that's I- I'm really proud to hear that uh, it's going like that for y'all, and I hope that we can get back to it uh, yeah. really, really soon. I know um, it seems like I- I- Gerald made the comment on the show Whenever he he retires one day, he's going to write a book about logos, egos, and psychos. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I think that uh, a lot of those egos have kind of been knocked down uh, a little bit right now. So I think that's that's definitely a good thing. I think all of our egos have taken a, a shot with this, and we realize there are things more important than uh, than what we've been doing sometimes, yeah. uh, dude. So and and we tried this interview. I said that earlier, but we tried this interview in December, and it was killer. And my freaking recording software screwed up halfway through it, and I missed like twenty minutes of the damn interview. But and I've got some notes because we talked about some stuff then that I want to okay. talk about again. Um, what what do you think it is about Minnesota? That's so special, uh, and I, I've been there. I love fishing in Minnesota. I fished with your boy Kyle Wood and my boy Kyle Wood this past fall. I, it was really special because you can go to one lake that's you know a smallmouth only kind of deal, or you can go to a river. And you, but but you, I, I think that there are certain pockets of the country, the Carolinas. You got the Brian Thrifts, Todd Alton's, you know Matt Aries over there. Uh, Chris Baumgartner, an old old name, but then lots lots and lots of Shane LaHughes and Brandon Cobbs, that little cluster area over there, and then you got the Texas guys, and you got the Bama guys, the Tennessee River guys, Florida guys. What do you think it is about Minnesota? Because for rednecks down here, you know, they're not thinking about those Midwest guys coming down here and punching a big weight and punching them right in the face. <laughs> but what do you think it is that's so special about Minnesota? Uh, just the amount of water and the, the fisheries we have. Um, like it's not down south. We don't have ten pounders, and yeah, our lakes are frozen for half the year, so that kind of sucks. But um, I mean, every kid growing up in Minnesota has a lake within biking distance of his house. You That's know what awesome. I mean? That's and we don't have pond. Our ponds will freeze out here, so we don't have that opportunity like a lot of guys do down south. But um, you know, every kid growing up here has the opportunity to fish. They're close, or and fishing's easy too. That that, that helps you know get a guy going. And you know, it's, you go to places like Ohio River. I can't believe any professional bass fishermen come out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Bill, Bill, it's Bill easy Lowen. To take a kid out and go to any lake in Minnesota and go catch a bunch of bass. You know, get a lot of bites on a lot of different te- yeah. techniques. So yeah. that probably and helps you. Thing, our fishing's real easy, so. Dude, I can pick up a bait I've never seen before, a new technique, something like that. I can go out to, you know, most of the lakes in the state and go get 30, 40 bites on it in an afternoon and, you know, really learn a lot about, you know, how to set the hook on it or what the bite feels like on it. Or if you do this, you get bit, you know, little tricks and stuff. So it's really easy to, you know, get a lot of bites on a on a bait and build some confidence in it and stuff like that. It's just... uh the biggest struggle for the guys coming from Minnesota is, is going to be, a, you know, reservoir fishing. We got all natural lakes and then Mississippi River, so um, our lakes set up quite a bit different. But you know, a lot, a lot of it's easy to fall in love with fishing growing right. up in Minnesota. And there's so there's, but there's a cluster of guys coming from that part of the world, man, that that just wreck them. And and uh, and I've been fortunate to get to know guys like you and Josh Douglas, and there's yeah. there's and. Uh, Chad Smith, the the co angler super wizard uh, yeah. from up there, but so so many good guys from up there, and I'm and I'm missing a bunch. And y'all don't 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 be 
slapping me around in the comments if I missed you. I'm sorry. Uh, but there are there's it's a it's an interesting place. The people are so I feel like they're so good there. When you when you drive like Kyle and I, we got once you get out of the hustle and craziness of the Twin Cities, it's yeah. just like another world, man. It's one of my I, I truly truly I, I told Kyle last fall I'm like. Dude, I want to buy a place. Like this is where I want to be in life. Uh, you know, for probably six months of the year. Yeah, and then it's don't, too. Don't come there in January. No, 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 no. I'll, I would never say that. that. Yeah, I will never say that in January. You don't have to worry about that. My blood's way yeah. too thin for that crap. Um, but but I, I really I, I respect that area, man. And and uh, and I I get it after coming there. Why everybody is is so good. And I think there's a lot to be said. Like you're saying. You see a lot of people, they may shoot videos on, on smaller lakes, private lakes, and people automatically want to jump on them. Sometimes, oh, anybody can catch them in a pond or anybody can catch that kind of stuff. But there's something to be said for learning techniques. And that's why yeah. I like fishing small lakes a lot because, like you said, learning to set the hook, these are things that you're that a lot of people overlook. Getting yeah. a lot of bites is a good thing, when you're, yeah. especially when you're learning something. Hey, I've never dropped and I get those messages and I know you do. Hey man, how do you learn how to fish a Ned rig or how do you learn how to do well you you just go fishing with it. I mean that's yeah. the only only way to practice that. You can yeah. watch all the videos you want, but you until you get that bite and feel what it's like, you're not going to learn. Yeah. So that that's awesome, man. Uh, okay, yeah. so where did this uh where did this llama thing start? Oh. That's a Mark Zona story. It, it, it it's so that's Zona. Yeah, he can he can tell it. There, okay, it's really not that great of a story. Basically, <laughs> we went up to Lake Ontario to shoot a a Zona fishing show. Um, got um, basically ended up getting stuck in the hotel for like three days because it blew <laughs> forty miles an hour every single day and. We just sat around and drank beers and got <laughs> stupid. And uh, that's the show I want to see. Hurt the llama. So that that's where the the llama came from. Yeah. Sitting in a hotel, and that's where the the best thing. If you get Mark pinned up, you know, like a like a an alley dog or something, alley cat, and he gets a little crazy, the crap that'll come out of his mouth, oh, yeah. spectacular. Yeah, he's insane. He, he's he's truly his, the way his mind works, man. He 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 needs to be in the Smithsonian down in Washington D.C. one of these days. Probably. <laughs> love, and you guys are going to try to film coming up soon at some point. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're shooting out to Wisconsin here pretty quick. Heck yeah, dude, that's awesome. I I love the the Zona Llama combos are always are always good. Uh, yeah. I get what was it the lake you guys went to in Minnesota that you'd never been to. So that's been a couple years ago now, and you caught so freaking many. Um, or was that one he did by himself? It was a lake you put him on. I can't remember. Uh, I just remember I talking to him on the phone. With uh, Mark Daniels, uh, Jr. Okay. he went up. He went to the. I think to the place in Minnesota where literally no humans ever bass. Yeah, fish. I think that was it. And he caught. Yeah. He called me afterwards and was like, "Dude, <laughs> this yeah. is completely stupid." But I think you would put him on it. Like, "Hey, go try yeah. this. Go check this out." Well, I got the, I got a couple buddies that fish out there. I, I hooked them up with them, and uh, that's awesome. They, they, they put them on. I'm not, I've never been out there. It's a it's a pretty good drive from my house, but it's full of lakes. Little cluster of lakes out there and yeah, that's awesome literally man. never been bass fish that's awesome uh, yeah very They're cool <laughs> see that's what i need i'm so sick oh, yeah. of these tennessee river freaking yeah. they dude they see ten thousand swim baits ten thousand six xds ten thousand jigs and they're like yeah i'm all, i mean i do feel when i catch them on the tennessee river i feel like a badass i'm oh, like yeah. what's up yeah. what's up now when you get one like to really eat a swim jig and you're like what's up stupid that's a that yeah. must be a dumb one or i'm really smart Either yeah. either or, like it's it's insane right now how these fish are getting pounded on, dude. And I hate it because it's during the spawn, and this is when they're the dumbest a lot of yeah. the time. And man, I know they're getting their heads yanked on right now, big time. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for people catching fish, but I don't I don't want them educated much more than they already are. Uh, yeah. All right, dude. One last question, and this is this is the most important one that you're going to answer today. How, okay. how many Mountain Dews are you drinking right now during quarantine a day? Let's hear it. Uh, nothing's changed really. <laughs> Start out with a couple cups of coffee in the morning, then two or three 20 ounce dues a day, and you know, same old, same old. Rock, rock on. 
I like it. I've been snacking a lot more, though. Dude, don't eat. Dude, before the classic, I lost Corey and I, Big C. We had a weight loss challenge, the fat ass challenge, and I beat him. And I lost like 25 pounds. And I've gained like six or seven back during this quarantine, not too many. But yeah. dude, but like I just feel like crap because I'm eat, I'm not exercising or anything. Like, and I had gotten into that routine. And dude, since all this hit, I'm just like, oh yeah. man, Doritos. I forgot how great Doritos are. Like yeah, Cool Ranch bad. Doritos, dude. Yeah. Oh, little Debbie's Cool Ranch. And of course, I got a house full of damn kids, so it's like the junk food is around. If you want yeah. it, it's here. The Duncan yep. House has the snacks, so I feel, I feel you on that, dude. It's it's not, we've been drinking Kool Aid, dude. When was oh, the last yeah. time you had a good old pitcher of Kool Aid? Come on, oh, man. man, it's been dude. A long time. Well, my kids like they'll drink Capri Suns and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah. hey, being a cheapskate dad, I'm like, we're fixing to make some Kool Aid around here. Y'all aren't gonna be here all day every day sucking down these Capri Suns. And us yeah. have to go to the store. So, dude, we we go through about three pitchers of Kool Aid a day. But I've been indulging. Yeah. I've been indulging a little bit in that tropical punch. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm not gonna lie, buddy. All right, fighter. I uh, I hope you and the family uh, stay healthy through all this, buddy. I know. Uh, I know it's crazy, but uh, hopefully we can rip that bandaid off. Go back to smacking bass sooner than later, dude. Yeah. I appreciate you okay. taking the time to do this. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Heck yeah, dude. All right. I really appreciate it, Seth. Take it easy, man. Yeah, we'll see you, bud. Thanks. Seth Fighter. It's a good time. It's a good time. He is a uh he is a goodin. An old goodin right there. Uh so so funny, man. So funny. And just uh I like people that, that are real, you know? It's where it's not a routine. Some things that some people do in all assets <laughs> assets, all facets of life are forced they try too hard i feel like you know and i think there's and whether that's music or fishing or freaking the nba whatever you want to talk about uh there are people that force things but the folks that rise above that are the people that are real and the people that stay true to themselves and stay true to their families and stay true just to their roots and i think seth does that Better than anybody in this sport. And I, I freaking applaud him for that. And gosh, he can catch them. He can freaking catch them. He he puts on that little, you know, well, you know, Minnesota and they're dumb, but he catches them everywhere. He freaking goes, man. It's uh, it's always fun talking to Seth. And I'm glad we got that in. I think the audio held up for once. So <laughs> low budget. It's low budget. Uh, to quote Mark Jeffries, he said, uh, well, let me know if you want to go to medium budget live and he'll tell me what to do. I, I like the low-budget life. I like the low-budget life. Uh, I wanted to talk about a little something. I just got in right here. You know, I've been doing some bait bait uh, top 10 lists. No top 10 this week or last week. Working on a new one. Um, somebody actually commented below, and this is my ADD, and I apologize, and I'll get to this. Top 10 lakes that you would break quarantine to go to. And I'm going to do that. I think that would be fun, but I want a fun guest for that. And maybe get stupid Darian to do that one. I may do that one live and let y'all comment. But I wanted to talk about this crankbait. And this has been a long time coming for six cents. And I like new, I like shiny, and I like things that are innovative. And this this is a patent pending design, okay? Let's see how well you can see that. This is called the Axis 2.0, six cents, but it's a square bill. So you can see square bill about, oh yeah, Luke, it's a square bill. It's a normal square bill. No, it's not. This bill, listen to that. I'm, I'm putting it in the camera, not the microphone. Listen, listen to the bill. So that thing knocks back and forth. It's like a chatterbait blade. It's a metal lip and it moves on an axis. But this is an all original design designed by Six Cents and a, and a good friend of mine. And the bill moves. So this thing has a crazy erratic action. That's a really good looking color right there too. Look at this one. We've got a couple more down in the boat that I'm trying to uh, do some filming with right now. But Six Cents Axis, y'all go check this thing out. This is something they've really invested a lot in and have worked on for a very long time, but will be coming out very, very soon. Uh, they had some that went to Academy stores, about hooked myself, and 
they're just now fixing to have these things full bore, and I think they got them on the website. But but go uh, and use code Dunk Ten if you want ten percent off. But this is this is a very uh, this is a very unique crankbait, very 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 cool crankbait. And I think that uh, if you if you're a square bill fan, I think it's something that you want to have in your arsenal just because it's so different. You can go behind people and get bites. And uh, like I said, I'm doing some filming with this right now, trying to get some video. Uh, catches of them old biggins on the tennessee river eating this but um very cool the axis i wanted to mention that very very cool that's that's one thing that i will say that makes me uh makes me proud to be a part of the six cents family is, is some of this you know just the original stuff that they do try to go out on a limb and, and take a chance on i mean th- this is this is crazy this is this is a crazy design, and uh, a lot of their big crankbaits are like that. The C20s, the C25s, those those designs, that that movement ADX crankbait, just original original stuff, and going out on a limb. So, um, shout out to those guys. This is uh, this is a very cool design for sure. Thank you guys as always. Thank y'all for listening. I really appreciate that. Hope y'all enjoyed that with Seth Fighter. Comment below, like I said, if you've got a guest list, comment below. If you are listening to this driving down the road, pull over on the side of the road and send me a DM on the Instagram, the IG. If you've got any guest ideas, we'll see who we can uh, get fired up. I love that fighter interview. I thought that was, I thought that was a lot of fun. I hope you all really enjoyed that as well. Thank you all for everything. Please take care of yourselves right now. You know, this is we're like fighters that I hope we can rip this Band-Aid off soon, but still be washing your hands. Be using that uh, hand sanitizer and be paying attention because this definitely does affect people when they get it, and, and we don't want to spread it any more than, than we already have, but hopefully we can get back to whatever normal is very, very soon. I will see you all next week. I've got a couple fishing videos going up this week. One that went up yesterday, a big swim bait fail with Hudson. Y'all go give those, uh, go give those a watch if you haven't. Uh, you know, I get a lot more heat on the podcast than I do the fishing videos, but go go check out the fishing videos. I think that you will uh, think that you'll enjoy them. I'm getting to fish with my kids a lot right now, and uh, I like to think that they're they're really funny, and and I, I know. I love getting to uh, capture those moments with them. But go check them out. I'm going to have a boats and pros for you hopefully soon. Tanner and I are starting to plan that. Tennessee's going to open up, and we're going to try to film with somebody in Tennessee, okay? Thank y'all. Make sure you hug your mama, and we are going to go out with Biloxi Blues like always. And I've said this the last two weeks, but I am going to try to do a live this week just because I need to, and it's fun. Hope y'all have a good week. See y'all. I never could make it last. Spanish moss or Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there